Welcome to Annie Bros episode 147. Today the cousins discuss the new and final Evangelion rebuild film now showing in Japan and also highlight the difference between Japanese and American theater chains. So sit back and get ready to become LCL because the Annie Bros are starting now. <laughs> You ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. <sighs> God, you always make... Why do you do that after we start recording? Um, hmm. That is a great question. One that I have no answer for. <laughs> uh, welcome to Annie Bros. Uh, as usual, we are the cousins here once again, once uh, a month, once a millennium to record. <laughs> Fine content for all of you to listen to. Uh, you can go to our website at http colon slash slash www.anniebrospodcast.com or you can go to our main overall bigger parent website of our corporal over overlords, uh, www.anniebroscreative.com. Perfect. Uh, and this is Kenny. You can find me on Twitter uh, at Sakoku underscore otaku. Yes, and I'm also on Twitter, at Levenbach. I got, like, one piece of Twitter interaction recently, and I was like, hell yeah. Whoa. <laughs> what, did TriMet finally respond? <laughs> no, TriMet is dead to me. <laughs> uh, I don't have to deal with their bullshit anymore, so I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so keep those comments coming, also. Uh, I oh, yeah, absolutely. I love seeing that, that we get like uh an average of one comment per episode <laughs> so that's nice uh, we'd like to see that average go up a little bit so if you could uh comment something maybe tell me like i don't know some personal fact about yourself <laughs> in the <Yeah>. comments <laughs> that'd be fun uh i don't know something just say anything really i gotta and i gotta say the comment the comment we got on um the first uh, part one of our mobile suit series uh top tier comment so thank yeah, you rose I, for leaving that comment <laughs> it's just beautiful i did laugh out loud so that's very nice <laughs> uh keep them coming i like seeing comedy in the in the comments uh yeah so um <clears throat> in between of working on our next gundam installment mm -hmm. we uh did some other things we had to take a little what? detour we had to take a little detour uh well, let's start with you. What have you been watching? Nothing. <laughs> um, I that's the Kenny I know. I know it's the pendulum swing. We talk about this. Um, it's you know I I don't know really why, but sometimes you know things come up and you just kind of get bumped off the turnip cart and you're just kind of by the side of the road and you're just like, oh, I guess all that nice anime is going by and um, you know I have been following. Um, 
laid back camp season two which is really good oh nice um i just haven't had i've had some really busy weekends like for a month solid and so i haven't had a chance to like sit down and really relax with it which is kind of the whole point of the show and so i haven't wanted to like spoil it by like trying to rush it or cram it in um but it, it, it you know season two is strong it's really good you know I'm glad to just be back backpacking and camping in you know rural japan um, does it make you want to go camping it does actually um it, it really has that impact where i'm just like oh man i really i could do this i could solo camp <laughs> in hakone or you know somewhere well, around yeah. mount fuji um it is nice because um i've never been camping in japan but mm. i assume the camp little camp zones are immaculate I, i'm sure it doesn't feel like camping it feels yeah. like renting a piece of nature and oh, totally. following all the rules and not being able to like rough it really because you're you know basically in the predetermined camping zone yeah the like before laid back camp the the major exposure i had to what camping is like in japan is like Mega Man battle network because in the first game there's a whole you go camping with your dad and there's a whole like level where you're you know, putzing around a campsite, jacking into e-tents. I don't know. What? Um, really? <laughs> well, yeah. Did you, uh, did you ever play any of the Mega Man Battle Network games? No, I never did. Okay, so it's even, like... An... Even though I had a Game Boy Advance, I never had any Game Boy Advance games. <laughs> oh, interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, basically, the concept is it's like an alternate universe Mega Man where everybody has their own, like, digital pet basically and and yours is Mega Man um and everything is digitized so you can plug your uh device into like a toaster refrigerator and a, a tent uh campsite billboard stuff like that and then explore them with your digital pet thing I don't I don't remember what they're actually called like maybe Navi or something like that you have a deck of chips that give you your attacks and stuff but they're really fun they're really cool and I, I wish they would make a comeback but um in the first game either the first or the second game there's a a level where you're camping and so it's just like some tents and you know a river um is yeah. the premise like your dad's making you go camping and you're like fuck this shit i want to stay <laughs> at home where there's electricity so i can play my Mega Man game but he's like no we're gonna experience nature but you still find a way to like utilize camping things to, to play your game um i can't quite remember i do remember that the Mega Man battle network uh games have like pretty positive parental characters which was also something that stood out for a japanese video game where we're used to like pokemon where you have no dad um well he i mean you have a dad he's just working overseas he's <laughs> toyota sent him there and he has to work there for six years he has no choice are you saying that Gung Ho is like a spinoff from Pokemon? <laughs> yeah, well, it's a little before his time. Uh, maybe, oh, okay. But maybe he, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I haven't, that's like the only anime I've really been watching lately. Um, I have been reading manga, um, which is another thing that I kind of, that's a pendulum that takes a little longer to swing back to the other side. But It's um, so hard to find the time to read manga. Yeah especially at home <laughs> like like reading manga on the on your commute or something is one mm -hmm. thing but like 
what who has time to just be like don't bother me i'm reading <laughs> yeah i was using it to like wind down at night um try to be better about my sleeping habits but i found other ways to do that um, yeah you just like put on a 500 episode anime and fall asleep <laughs> in the middle of it that's what i do i have i have tried that a bit um so i i've had it i've had this manga for a while but i just hadn't like cracked it open and gave it a thorough read um so there's this manga famous mangaka in japan uh shigeru mizuki famous for gegege no kitaro kitaro and um his like yokai comics Mm -hmm. um he's also like an amazing biographer um he has some really good semi-autobiographical work um there's this manga he wrote about his experience as a um a soldier in the pacific theater um fighting for japan called onward towards our noble deaths Um, yeah i think i've i I saw this on wikipedia before and i was like oh i should read that yeah it's really good you should read it um and he also did uh, a biography on hitler called hitler and (laughs) i've owned it for a while and i um cracked it open and i was giving it like a, a really thorough and close reading um wait this is a manga yeah it's a manga it's a biography of hitler it's, as a, bi- a, manga. it's a biographical, biographical yeah. manga well, about hitler called yeah. hitler yep that's awesome so mizuki uh shigeru mizuki is like monsters are his thing right so he's like <laughs> he's used to kind of exploring why monsters do what they do and you know how they act in their environment um yeah, the great the greatest monster is man yeah exactly but he also so he fought in world war ii and he like he lost his arm in world war ii like it really impacted his life um yeah. in a super significant way and um it, hitler is almost his he's trying to explore like why did the world get what drug the world into world war ii like what how did this come about and so he hones in on hitler and so he starts with like his early life and goes through um, w- World War II through to his death, and it's it's really interesting. Um, I it could be deeper. Um, turns out Hitler's just a piece of shit. <laughs> that's why. That's what happened. You know, um, it's interesting to see like Hitler in Bavaria and and those things um, as an irredeemable creepy asshat. Um, uh huh. Uh huh. But it, it's really well drawn. It's you know, it tells it tells it in a really efficient and effective way, um, and that got me. I was just like, oh, this is. I'm glad I read it. Um, I didn't necessarily learn anything new, and it's, you know, the ti- timing wise, I was like literally reading it. Um, I, we probably, I wasn't. Let me say. Kind of in January, kind of in February. Um, I would read like a, a section or two, like 20 or 30 pages here or there. Um, and it just was like, it was, it almost got to be too much with historical parallels mm-hmm. in the United States at the moment. And so I was just like, okay, I gotta, I gotta finish this so I can stop seeing this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now that I, so I looked up, uh, Murashigeru mm-hmm. and now that I'm seeing his face and picture, uh, 
yeah, I know who this is. And I remember looking this up a, a while ago because there was a special about him on TV here. And I was like, this this guy seems cool. <laughs> and so, uh, yes, it, it's all coming back to me now. Oh, yeah. He, he does great stuff. Um, I love his, his stuff set in um, his like historical fiction. Um, he has a whole series on Showa, uh, Showa yeah. Japan. Um, it's, it's like the story of Showa or something. Yeah, like the whole thing. It's like comprehensive. Uh-huh. It's ma- it's a massive multi-volume series. Um, Drawn and Quarterly releases a lot of his stuff in English, and they do a, a great job at it. Um, Maybe this is thing, the next thing I'll tackle. <laughs> yeah, you should. Um, and then the other thing I've been reading, kind of on the other op- the opposite end of the spectrum here, is this series called Heterogenia Linguistico, um, which is by a mangaka named Salt uh, Seno. And it is a, the premise is, um, it's kind of set in a fantasy world, uh, and there's a linguistics grad student, basically, um, and his mentor is injured or, or takes ill before he can finish some major field research. So he sends his grad student out um, to go study monster languages. Okay. Uh, and so, like, he goes and in the first volume, he goes and spends time with werewolves. Um, and he's, like, using the beast language and talking with them. And it's just a really interesting, like, some kind of, like, very true linguistic concepts and explorations um, put into a fantasy setting. And so I get a kick out of it um, as a once one time linguist myself. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's fun to read. And it's like like thinking through how do slimes communicate with each other? Like how would uh-huh. a giant gelatinous creature talk to werewolves? You know, that type of now stuff it, is interesting. Is it uh, <clears throat> is it like comedy? Yeah. Or I mean, it's it's serious in its intent like it's like it's going to take the academics of it seriously and there's some really well thought out um world building but it's also really funny because it's like you got this young grad student who's never left his village like going to the nether realm and befriending lizard people and traveling with them and eating jerky made from a massive worm you know it's just fun stuff all right, yeah, that. Yeah, also I like it a lot. Very interesting. Yeah, the art's cool, and it's just it's like I just enjoy how like well thought out it is in in like the kind of the overall like arcs of the things it it explores, and like so a quick example is um, at one point he encountered his, his professor gives him like this vial, and he's like. I need you to take this to somebody. I think this is how it plays out. Um, and it turns out that it's a slime and he has to take it to a different slime. Um, and when, when two slimes like fuse together, they become the same thing. Like they don't, they can't distinguish between their own identity. And the way um, you talk to a slime is with this like listening device that kind of reverberates like a drum. So you oh, can, okay. you can understand what they're saying because they don't really have a mouth and so they have to talk through vibration um and that's how you can talk to it too um it's just really cool stuff and there's like lizard people and werewolves frequently interact with each other but they speak slightly different dialects of their 
um of like the beast language because lizards can't can't make the same sounds a werewolf can and so there's like all these nuanced differences between how they speak and um the lettering for the english version is done really well to convey like when someone's talking differently um from how the others are speaking and it's just very it's it's cool and like it's a, it has a great cast of characters and um i like it a lot I, i'm hoping that more gets released i have it's like volume one and two out right now i think yeah uh, i was gonna ask is it new is it it just re- can, seems like hauling kind of yeah uh, so in the modern era <laughs> also i will say it's my favorite like it's the better kind of fantasy manga because it's not an isekai it's just we're in a fantasy world <laughs> this is what life is as opposed to oh no i got hit by a bus and now i'm in a fantasy world does isekai let's let's settle this once and for all hmm. okay so i'm reading it and maybe it has already settled <laughs> my understanding of just the word isekai mm-hmm. just means the other world yeah so You're does right. the genre mean you are transported into the other world or well, that it takes place in the other world so my understanding of it is that like it refers to an alternate world which suggests that there has to be a, a normal or a dif- different world so sure but like the implication could just exist purely in the fact that you, the audience is watching it with the, our understanding of our world so we know mm-hmm. it's parallel by looking mm-hmm. at it but that's it that's an interesting there question have, there doesn't have to be I a always... character within the story that also yeah. is from our world yeah because right? i always think of like like the pillars of the genre like inuyasha fushigi yugi um you know those and like two <laughs> those two yeah the two <laughs> pillars two it's not pillars. A, it's not a very i couldn't i couldn't think of others off the top of my head um, <clears throat> sort of on uh, i mean uh dot hex sign dot hex sign yeah like those things where it's like there is a nor there's a quote-unquote normal world and then the characters enter into a parallel or alternate reality world um because i feel like you would just describe the other things as a fantasy series like you would describe um ah oh crap what's that? it's been so long since there's been an actual pure fantasy show that i'm like struggling to f- to think of one um well, the show that came out like this season or last season i think this season's still going on uh what's that stupid show still has a long title like like so what the... i was reincarnated as a spider or whatever so what i'm a spider no no no, no, no. uh suppose oh, the... the person from the starting vi- uh, the last dungeon goes to the starting village right and that's a like imp- like quote-unquote npc character from the last mm. part of a game going to the beginning part of the game in the isekai yeah. world and there's no people who came from the different place it's just all people who already live there so is that technically an isekai or is that just a fantasy story damn that's a really good question i yeah i feel like struggling with this for a while yeah what what is the line i I understand what like oh go on well i was gonna say i feel i almost feel like what isekai has come to mean is um whether it's the audience or a character in 
the show, someone understands that the world is like it's a game or you know you understand the mechanics of it because the way that the, the way that show works is that we all understand oh yes i i get how rpgs work um mm-hmm. and they're playing on tropes from a like suggesting that it's like a video game world um where i would say like a true fantasy series like i was just about to say escaflone but the escaflone is an isekai um jeez what is an actual fan like a God. Like fantasy, so like Claymore or something. Yeah, like Claymore. Actually, that yeah, that's a really good one. Because Claymore is all within its own world, and it's not necessarily playing with those tropes. Like Berserk. Berserk's yeah. not a... I would just call like Berserk a fantasy series, as opposed to an isekai. Now, well then, okay, what about something like Dragon Ball? Action-adventure. <laughs> yeah, but it like takes place in a world similar to ours but it's like full yeah. of mystical shit so uh yeah i would I just say because i feel like i feel like what earns you the isekai moniker is generally speaking a a character in the show is ocu is is transported to a, a parallel universe something other than where they normally exist um and it's expanded a little bit to include uh self-aware shows that are talking about rpg tropes because that's what a lot of isekai is about is like we're we're like our world has rules similar to an rpg um yeah i mean i do i understand like the point like what you're supposed to consider an isekai what you're not mm -hmm. i do get it i just think it's interesting <laughs> that yeah, it like is. what makes it an isekai besides like this collective sort of understanding that we have it's you know it's like uh what, what uh the defining defining rules of what makes something uh uh oh what's that called uh moe no uh well maybe that too but uh what makes something not art but like indecent uh obscenity oh. laws that's yeah 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 about. i see what you're saying it's, it's like well Genitals. we all know what's an isekai by looking at it but <laughs> yeah the oh that's a, that's a great point yeah <laughs> we know so, it when we see it but it's hard to define it's harder to define yeah because like i don't know I, I i always thought the definition was like the person has to be transported to the place mm. but then when i saw that that show about the person going from the last village to the starting village mm-hmm. i was like well this doesn't have any people coming from outside into it yeah yet this i would consider this an isekai mm-hmm. so it's just i don't know just interesting this whole discussion means nothing except for <laughs> <laughs> except for i just wanted to argue semantics about it no i yeah it's a good conversation to have because it's such a dominant genre like yeah. so there's like four or five this season it's just it's like you know light novels are it dominates light novels and light novels get turned into anime and then it becomes all we are allowed to consume well now i mean not to keep hammering on this but would you consider dr stone an isekai 
it really skirts the line, but I'd say no, because they're, if they're not in a parallel world, they're still in our world. It's just an eventual future. It's like it's science fiction, Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Yeah. He uses a lot of game tropes, though. It in does. His, like reasoning for things. So, mm. like, in, I think Kauri also thought it was Sinisekai at first. Interesting. I think it, I think it gets away from it because they're all in the same. It's the same. It's Earth, and there's they're aware that it's Earth. Well, yeah, half the characters are aware it's Earth. Some yeah. of them are not. Well, I mean, they know it's Earth, but they don't know. Mm-hmm. that it's the future well anyway uh yeah <laughs> uh so you've been reading manga <clears throat> yeah i've been reading manga i haven't been reading any manga but okay this conversation has made me kind of want to i don't yeah. know it might be kind of hard to get it. where you are i don't know if they sell a lot of manga in japan well actually <laughs> it, if i want to read english language manga it is actually mm. very difficult that's fair that but is kind of difficult yeah uh but whatever it's fine i can find it uh but i have been watching a lot of anime animated manga the moving pictures and let's see first thing is we started watching cells at work the new season oh nice um i only watched like one episode of it (laughs) It was a is little it time thing, or is it not? Is it played uh, out? No, I don't. Both of those are true, and also not the reason. <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah, it, it wasn't as interesting. They went with a new-ish format where the episode has two or three small stories in mm. the thirty-minute runtime, mm-hmm. instead of like before, one episode is like focusing on one issue. Right. And this one's like little, it's like watching SpongeBob or something. There's like two little vignettes in the, in oh, the okay. episode. So, so they have so, like an A and a B. Yeah. Or sometimes uh, I might be wrong, but I seem to remember one of the episodes had a three. I think I actually watched two episodes of this. Hmm. But uh, I don't remember. But anyway, it, it just like each story wasn't quite as like a long story. So mm-hmm. it wasn't as, as interesting. But in concurrence with cells at work this season they're also releasing cells at work black yeah which is which is like the first season of cells at work where it's like one episode is one big story and that one is quite awesome okay it's the more like it's the more edgy version right because it's like it's yeah it's quite edgy uh it like the premise (laughs) is like the the body so in cells at work, the body's like a normal person and everyone's mm-hmm. happy and everybody's like doing their best to keep the body alive, right? But in cells at work black, I I'm pretty sure we're supposed to understand that the premise is that the body is a salary man at a black company mm-hmm. and he's not taking care of himself. Oh, like boy. at all. Oh, and so good. the first the first episode uh starts off where everyone's in the like training watching like the comp- the corporate company training video before they get assigned their first job for the you know for their life they're like you mm-hmm. know they're all young cells and they're like getting their their first training video and it's this like the person puts in this like VHS tape and the the, the video starts and it's 
like yeah welcome to this body everything is going to be great like this is how it works this is where you go this is how it, everything is and like the the video is like seems a little retro and uh so they watch the video and everyone's excited like oh yeah i can't wait to do all this stuff it's gonna be fun and then right when they get out it's like hell <laughs> like they just stepped off the plane into the vietnam war oh, basically geez. and uh it's great and they like everyone's sad and they're super stressed and they're just like we don't have time to like to cater to your whims like we got to get this done we got to get there there's like there are viruses in this area like you got to deliver the oxygen there's no other choice oh, <laughs> and uh uh yeah like he goes to some organ like they in in the training video they show like like one of the characters in charge of this organ is like this happy guy and he's just like yeah come on by and say hi whenever you have a chance like everything is great and he goes there and wants to say hi to him but he's just like like who the fuck are you i don't care <laughs> like give me the oxygen and he's just like oh in the video you said like we could say hi to you and he's just like they're still showing that video that's like 50 years old like this oh, is geez. not like that anymore <laughs> <laughs> i'll check that out yeah so each episode deals with like just like bad hygiene type things like there's a smoking one and like mm -hmm. drinking and just like poor body maintenance there's one where uh, the the one that probably i i didn't check around on the internet about this but i sh i'm sure the internet went crazy about this episode where like it's all about how to get an erection <laughs> and like what the cells have to do and like it's this big long uh i really like, dramatic like dramatic sequence where they, they have to fire the like everything <laughs> like it, and like the, the control people in the brain are just like like he he can't get the erection because he has ed so oh, okay like they're just like it's gonna fail like we can't do it and then uh like they find this foreign substance that's allowing it to work and they're just like oh finally we, we, we can make it work and the there's like this dramatic scene in the brain where like the commander is just like Oh, we were able to do it, but if he has to take Viagra to make this happen, like I don't know how much longer this body's gonna last. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Okay, I gotta I gotta put that up on the list a little higher because I good, remember yeah. there was like there's something weird going on because you know how like um, Funimation bought Crunchyroll or basically mm -hmm. Sony brought, bought Crunchyroll. I feel like they're still trying to work out the transition and instead of like just merging the systems and merging subscribers, a lot of the licenses went to Funimation. Uh, and so seeing a lot of this work would require me to get another, another subscription. And I'm just, I'm like, I'm not falling for this trap, Sony merge your services and we'll deal with it. If only everyone could merge their services yeah. into a one single like a package. Like a package that yeah. you like, all the services go into. You pay mm -hmm. one company, one company, an amount of money, and then you mm -hmm. get all all the content that you want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just, I mean, I don't think this has ever been done before. No, and I don't. I don't know how we would even begin to do that. I don't know. They should get it together, though. Maybe, maybe like make its own separate infrastructure that's aside from the internet that like provides the content for you. Interesting. I wonder if we could. Can we utilize like satellites? For this? Satellites or maybe like I don't know, coaxial connection through Whoa. the grid. <laughs> yeah, those probably aren't being used that much anymore. 
Well, I mean, I get like people in America get their internet from a coaxial connection sometimes mm-hmm. from Comcast. So like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Comcast should get it together and release some kind of service where I can watch TV. Like direct, direct to your television. Uh huh. Yeah. Like direct TV. Yeah, or use like a network of dishes. Like a dish network. <laughs> it's, uh, sorry, I couldn't keep it together. There's like some twelve year old listening to this, being like, "What the hell are these idiots talking about?" Well, I mean, I'm sure there's a twelve year old listening. If we have any twelve year olds listening, hopefully they're smart enough to know what we're talking about, or they're just like, "That's a good idea. Why why don't we do that?" <laughs> let's do the let's do the Uber of streaming services. Oh, oh yeah, you know, like in Japan, we have something called Uber Taxi. <laughs> Straight up, not not a lie. <laughs> that's amazing yeah i was i saw that and was just like what are you kidding me how is that okay i mean it makes sense because uber here is like synonymous with the food delivery service mm-hmm. uber eats so yeah. like to get people to understand what it is it, you can't just call it uber original no one will know what that means <laughs> that's funny yeah so they're just like we have uber taxi <laughs> i saw that and like did a double take like what <laughs> Uh yeah. So anyway, Cells of Work Black, very good. Mm-hmm. You should watch that. Uh I started watching Tenchi Muyo as a Oh wow. Yeah, just like total hard break from the last topic and moving on to this. Yeah. Uh my plan was to watch all of it. Mm-hmm. And so I started with the first OVA, mm-hmm. finished that, and then was like, you know, I don't really want to watch this anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, you so, consume some of the best content first. Yeah, I I, I thought about watching the TV show mm-hmm. after watch because uh, I mean, for those of you who don't know, the OVA timeline and the television timeline are different. Right. So, I have always only watched the OVA timeline stuff, and I didn't watch it after like the second OVA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it, I always thought the OVAs were what was on TV, but I was wrong. And oh, I should have known I was wrong because mm-hmm. obviously the TV show would have been on TV. That's, I don't know why I thought this. It's just, I have no idea why, but mm-hmm. I, so then I was like, you know what? I, I want to watch the TV show cause I'm probably more familiar with that. So, but I, I had already watched the OVAs and was like, mm, no. I just don't want to watch this anymore. I'll watch it later. So yeah. I moved on directly because the part that I thought was interesting and cool about Tenchi Muyo was like their weird alternate Jedi space ancestral right. yeah. samurai that they have. And I was like, that's mm-hmm. cool. Um, but instead of just like continuing on with this, I would rather watch Rurouni Kenshin. So I switched completely over to that yeah. and watched all of the Kenshin anime oh geez and the like uh, first yeah like all of it and the first ova so samurai x yeah yeah which uh i learned some things about kenshin in the process of this because the so the anime covers it's a little bit like naruto where the mm-hmm. anime covers the first like three major arcs no maybe the first two major arcs of the manga mm-hmm. and then ends in filler and then is canceled during filler so mm-hmm. 
uh after the first two arcs of like good content there's like a bunch of filler and then the show just ends Mm -hmm. and then i learned that the third arc of the manga was like sort of it was never truly animated but uh the samurai xova uh like trust and betrayal yeah i can't i think that's it is like uh basically made from the content of the third arc of the manga because the third arc of the manga is like kenshin like progressing through his like some story points happen to him and he keeps thinking back to his past more and more Mm -hmm. and so like the past flashbacks are all like compiled as that ova that only takes place you know in the past Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i didn't know that i thought it was like a original story but it's actually me too compiled from the flashback scenes of the next chapter of the manga that was never animated oh interesting yeah and i was like oh that's cool i had no idea and then so it made me want to start reading the manga actually because there's actually during the flashback points there's like a whole arc actually happening in the modern you know the the normal kenshin timeline so yeah i'm like yeah i want to know what's going on with that and then uh apparently the manga is still good continues to go like it stopped after that arc but then the mangaka got in trouble for being a pedophile no that was yeah was he a pedophile or that's that's literally what it was yes yeah (laughs) he he had a bunch of like child porn or something yes so his manga got put on hiatus yeah because shonen (laughs) jump will slap you on the wrist well, that's exactly uh, what happened because it's still, I mean, he got out of prison and now is uh, still making manga. And I don't know if he actually ever went to prison. I think he got like a fine. Oh, well, he's still making uh, manga. Yeah. And as much as I don't want to support him, I will pirate his manga. And <laughs> I was just about uh, to say, like, this is continue this reading is... it because it's actually good. It's good. It's good uh, content. And I want to uh, wa- I want to watch it. <laughs> this is this is one of those things where I'm just like, yeah, steal his shit. <laughs> if you must read it steal it <laughs> yeah but i i mean as we just discussed i i have no time to read manga yeah so that'll be a future thing but i really i really want to know what happens in the story because the, the anime just ends stupidly so uh i want to know the, the emperor next outlaws carrying swords uh well, that's that's in like episode <laughs> one okay <I> know. <laughs> uh but it actually got me on the like in the mind and mood to study about the edo period for some oh, nice. reason i got i got okay. really into like hist- history for this yeah. time uh and so i i started watching this live action drama from 2004 called shin singumi oh yeah which is like a popular and well-known thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um unfortunately it's only subtitled up to episode 39 whereas there's like 49 episodes out you got this so so uh i started watching that i meant like i'm like halfway through it's nice. pretty good uh yeah so i i assume it's about the shinsen gumi yeah it's about the it's kind of it has some time skips it's it's from like the main shinsen gumi members like mm-hmm. early life and like it starts off with them going to see the black ships because they like just showed up and they want to go yeah. check check them out so they go to the the shore and like look and they're like huh japan is changing what should we do mm-hmm. and you know that's kind of like their 
starting point. Uh, but yeah, it's it's pretty good. I really enjoyed that. But I also wanted to watch anime, so I kind of put <laughs> it on hold. I, I because the subtitles are coming out right now for Shinsengumi, like right oh, now. Okay. And I see. the person, it's only one guy doing it, and he's releasing them very slowly. So I was like, well, I came I came to kind of a a nice pausing arc in Shinsengumi, mm-hmm. so I'll I'll pick it up after the subtitles are finished. I think. Nice. But then I switched back over to Naruto. <laughs> Gotcha. I decided, yeah. decided to watch Naruto because I was. It's a I just watched Roni Kenshin. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna stay in my back in my childhood for a little while longer. Yeah, and it's watch Naruto. Day. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and I never, I never watched Shippuden, mm-hmm. so I wanted to like kind of start from the beginning and just watch it all. Oh so yeah, I, so I knew you were you were watching Naruto, but how, how much progress did you make in Shippuden? I am at episode fifth, no, sixty something. Holy crap! Uh, yeah, that 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 show has like four hundred episodes or something ridiculous. <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> I won't. Uh, Naruto only has like a hundred and seventy ep- no, or like two hundred episodes. But the mm-hmm. first, the first like, oh, I forget. But the first like one hundred or a little bit less than one hundred are manga canon. And then mm-hmm. the rest of them are just filler. Right. So I did skip all the filler. I just, I watched up until like the last point to where something happens and then just moved on to Shippuden immediately. Yeah. I feel like that's what you have to do at this <laughs> yeah. point. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I really think that you just start releasing, we cut out the filler versions. They need a, just yeah, they trimmed. need an Arthur Kai because it's, it's real. Yeah. It's really showing its, mid 2000 shonen mm-hmm. style it's very annoying i can i can almost skip an episode and not Still know what, yeah. miss anything <laughs> and that's that's what stopped me from diving back into it when you were talking about it because i had this really strong urge and then i asked you how much of each episode is recap and i'm just like oh, i can't do that <laughs> it's a lot but uh, it's not it, it is like mildly annoying but i mean I just skip ahead mm-hmm. and it's it's fine. Like I just start the episode at the five minute mark and I'm good to go. <laughs> See, I got, I got so spoiled watching the Gundam movies where it's like, they just streamline everything into just two hours of time. You can just sit there and watch. Um, well, I, I wish need, I, I need that for every series. I really wish Naruto had like the beginning part where it's like last time on Naruto, this and this and this and this happened. And now here's mm-hmm. the intro song and then we'll start the episode. Yeah. I wish it had that formula, but it doesn't. It's mm. like a different random amount of time that they use in the beginning part to like explain what happened last time. And then like they'll throw in a couple of new things. Yeah. It'll be like the last, I don't know, the last 30 seconds of the previous episode kind of recappy thing. And mm-hmm. then a couple of minutes of new things, and then the intro song will come on. And I'm like, ah, I have to watch that a little bit, and then I have to skip. <laughs> so it's it's annoying. And sometimes, this is just like purely my annoyance, because my mouse controlling the computer is like on the bedside table, right? So I'll, yeah. I'll reach over and start the next episode and put the mouse back, because it's on my... For, for all the viewers at home that want to know how I sit in my bed, mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. on the left side and I'm right-handed. So the mouse is on my left side on the bedside table. And then I 
reach over with my like fully spin around and grab the mm-hmm. mouse with my right hand you you know click the next episode and in naruto shippuden the, the the most annoying thing ever is like they won't put the intro song and this is not an exaggeration i counted and it and i looked at the time code it starts in the five minute mark <laughs> of the episode oh, is when the intro comes on so i'll be that's i'll put, yeah, that's I'll put the mouse back and i'll be watching and then like the song comes on i'm like god damn it <laughs> and i have to like so they get you i know i know it's really annoying yeah it's, it's, it's my kind of funny. Little I, first world problem that i have i also sleep show. on the left side of the bed that's what i should go that's that's what i took away from the story <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that and oishimbo haven't mm-hmm. watched a lot of episodes of that but since we last talked have been sporadically watching that we caught up to the point at which was current i mean quote-unquote current it's a, it's a show from the late 80s but right the youtube channel is releasing them uh like two episodes mm-hmm. a week mm-hmm. and so we're we were caught up or not anymore probably there's like six or seven episodes in the in the bank to watch now oh nice yeah i still it's on my list i really want to watch it it's it's really good i i still recommend it uh but yeah that's all the anime i've watched in my home oh that's an ominous suggestion uh does that mean that you have watched anime outside of your home i did i uh risked my life to go outdoors oh boy and uh it was kind of a trek the closest theater is still requires like 20 minutes of walking okay hold on we're gonna do a little aside because oh boohoo 20 minutes of walking when i lived in the sticks of japan Uh it was a 90 minute train ride and 45 minute walk so i don't want to hear it you basically went around the corner okay fair enough but okay fair enough but every you know everyone has it worse if you look if you look somewhere (laughs) and i want to know i want to pause my story and ask more about this what okay so like a 45 minute walk after the 90 minute train ride the 90 minute train ride for sure from ichinomiya Mm -hmm. took you into tokyo no okay so it was like an hour train ride um we would go to this place that was it was like an hour by train this this seriously was the closest theater um we'd go in okay yeah I'm, I'm serious um we would take an hour by train and then there was a we could have taken a bus that would have been like like maybe saved us like 20 minutes because but you'd have to wait for it and time everything right um and we like walking places so we would just walk um to this mall and that had a movie theater in it we did it a few times uh but it ultimately it just didn't feel worth it now how how long was the train ride to tokyo from Ichinomiya? Uh, if you got the express, it'd be like ninety minutes to two hours. It'd be like two and a half hours otherwise. So, okay, I guess if you like walking, I, yeah. I'm, I think the time would have been exactly the same just to go all the way to Tokyo. Yeah, it'd be more expensive though. Oh, uh, all right, fair enough. Yeah, it's a cost-benefit I mean, analysis thing. It just yeah, waiting for buses, I like just I can't do, can't do it. I gotta say, I'm. I don't know if I'm more jealous about the fact, uh, more jealous of what you saw or the fact that you could see something. 
I have not <laughs> been in a movie theater for well over a year at this point. And I'm oh. I'm a person who would go to a movie theater twice a week. Yeah, I know. You had a problem. Yeah. Um well, can you not go because it's banned or you just um, don't want to? No, well for most are closed. Um and there's nothing nothing new out. There's a lot of second run stuff. Um in Portland there are a number of theaters that we could rent. We could pay like several hundred bucks or a thousand bucks to rent out an entire theater and watch whatever we want. Um which we almost participated in once, but then somebody in the group got COVID and we had to call it off. <laughs> um, yeah, good times. Um, but no, it's been, we, we've done some drive-ins. We've done two or three um, drive-in movies, which were, were pretty good. What's the closest uh, drive-in to Portland? Did you have to go all the way to Dallas? No, they were, they started doing some pop-ups and actually the closest one was um, literally like down the road from us. They used um, a big gravel lot under a bridge. Uh, That's and we cool. saw a movie there. And then um, they did some at up near the airport, like not the not the Oregon Convention Center, but there's like another convention yeah, area. That, that there's had, the Expo Center up there. Yeah, the Expo Center. Um, and they just had a big parking lot and they projected Mad Max, Fury Road, and, and a few other movies. Um, but we the, we saw Mad Max. Um, nice. Yeah. So, I mean, we've done that, but I'm I'm like, it's it's seriously like a debate in my brain of like, Am I more jealous of what Laven saw or the fact that he went to a movie theater? I think <laughs> I think it's what you saw. So what did you go to a movie theater to see? Well, uh, as it happened, here in the uh, glorious land of the rising sun, anime is in the theaters every day. For you weebs out there who dream of the land of milk and honey, it is true. <laughs> there is anime in the theater every day, basically. And I have only anecdotal evidence to say this, to to say this because uh, the movie posters are like the now playing. There's a bunch mm -hmm. of random anime, and I'm I am counting little kid anime too. So like the new, the new Conan or the new Doraemon will yeah. be in theaters at any given point. Always. So, uh, yeah. So uh, because this is Japan, and because, uh, well, that's the only reason. <laughs> Ava came out as we know Whoa. and i went to see sheen evangelion rebuild 3.0 plus 1.0 repeat symbol and or colon <laughs> end bar symbol slash thrice upon a time yeah 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 uh uh under under title thrice upon a time yeah you cannot redo you no, cannot that's, redo. that's the what per, that's the one before it sorry there's oh, a list it. i'm like looking at the anime news network entry on it and there's like one seven titles i got confused <laughs> yeah so despite its confusing title uh i did see the movie and nice. I, all, I all i had to do is uh, click on evangelion didn't have to specify those titles <laughs> to get the ticket so it's irrelevant that's like uh, the dream yeah it was i was like the first thing i thought was I remember once upon a time in in Kenny's house mm -hmm. at the the shared family computer downstairs before you <laughs> moved to your room down there. Yeah. Uh we had figured out that this uh artifact 
named The Book of Red Cross existed. Oh, yeah. And came out in Japanese theaters. Mm-hmm. And so we found a translated copy of it and printed it out. Yeah. And we're just like, now we have our own. Yay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm going to assume if someone's listening to this and they're into Eva, they know what we're talking about. But uh, to contextualize this for normal people, um, when, so Neon Genesis Evangelion, uh, kind of a seminal Hallmark anime series um, available right now in the in the states on Netflix. Um, they have the whole original series and the original movies. Um, so it was a 26 episode anime series done by Studio Gainax, uh, and then they subsequently had um, a film retelling called uh, Death and Rebirth, um, which was to prime audiences for the end of Evangelion. Um, the mm. first time that Hideaki Anno, the uh, creator and director of the series, tried to end the series. Um, and the first anime Kenny ever watched. First, <laughs> well, the first <laughs> the first piece of Evangelion I ever saw. Um, this is true. And I've told that story many times. We have a whole yeah. episode on Evangelion that people can listen to um, to get kind of the deep dive in that. But um, yeah, there's this there's this artifact that was produced and distributed for alongside uh, in the theaters for um, the end of Evangelion called the book of red cross, uh, which is because it didn't really have a title, but it just had a big giant red cross on a black background. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, very fond memories. That's a, that's a great memory. It is. And um, so it really hit me when I, when, you know, getting to the theater mm-hmm. that like back then that's what we did. And now here I am standing in Japan in a theater about to see a different end of Evangelion. <laughs> uh, like legit. I was just like, it's come full circle. This is, this is amazing. Yeah. And I remember it was after a Komori Con, uh, or is it the tail end of a Komori Con here in Portland, our, our, our local anime convention? Uh-huh. Um, and we rushed to. The living room theater in Portland, uh-huh. yes, to watch Evangelion 1.0, the first of the rebuild movies. Yes, um, and so Evangelion, 26 episode anime series, two movies, uh, put a nice little bow on it, um, and then you know, cut to um, early 2000s. You know, we get this announcement that they're going to do what are called the rebuild of Evangelion, um, a series of movies retelling this the anime. Uh, retelling the story and um it kicks off with evangelion 1.0 which is a movie that roughly covers like the first is asuka in 1.0 i don't think she no, is she's not it's so up until it covers, like the first fight. six episodes of evangelion um and beautiful animation phenomenal use of cg and and rotoscoping cg to to make some beautiful stuff slightly tweaks the story kind of grows it um and then sequel to that uh evangelion 2.0 um which covers a lot more of the original series um introduces some some wrinkles in the telling of the plot uh things that are are variant from the original run um start to suggest some interesting time loop implications yeah there's a new character first of all new character Mari, uh, with Chaz's best girl. 
<laughs> I think I don't think that's actually true, but we just say now. that. We just <laughs> for some reason everyone decides to say that. Yeah. Right? So friend of the show, Chaz, uh, absolute diehard fan of Mari. Um, <laughs> he owns every figure yeah. and every uh, commemorative plate that is available. Yep. He actually wears glasses, just like Mari. <laughs> um, and so that's like the end of 2.0 things go a little haywire and stuff starts to be different and then we get evangelion 3.0 which um i think we're gonna have to do a once i have access to the last one we're gonna have to do a whole episode on the rebuild series um because 3.0 like is kind of a controversial movie because a lot of people think that it's great a lot of people think that it's not and they're they're really split on it because it's a it's a extreme diversion from the original story Um, right and as far as i know we watched it together and mm -hmm. that's the only time you saw it right yeah that's the only time i've seen it i really think that you owe it to yourself to watch it again yeah i'm in a different setting with a fresh working on it (laughs) mind because i was of the opinion that it was like just trash movie Mm -hmm. and not worth my time to watch again at that time but then i watched it again and was just like huh i missed so many things the last time i watched Mm -hmm. this and it's it's way better than it's given credit for i think and i watched this i watched this before like seeing this the last movie Mm -hmm. so i was just like oh it's actually it still has some some janky parts and Mm -hmm. Uh, but I thought it was totally worth it. And I was like, this isn't terrible. This is just weird. And it's mm-hmm. totally an auto work where I'm like, yeah. like it's it kind of, you know, it just like shakes I, you. I, go ahead. And so it like it it's it doesn't start where 2.0 ends and you kind of have to backfill a lot of information. And it's just it like I remember being like shook <laughs> like mm-hmm. as a viewer. I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. I don't I don't know where up and down is. Um, so I think you're right. I think also like what I'm going to try to do is watch 1.0, 2.0 and 3.0 like in very close succession so that it's just all fresh in my mind and I can see it all run together. They're movies. Um, watch it all one yeah. day. Yeah, I could do that. So I want to live a little vicariously through you. Okay. Um, so I'd like you to describe in great detail what it was like to go to a movie theater and see this. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so where did you go to see it first and foremost? So I went to our localist uh, Toho mm. Cinema. Nice. One of three cinemas you can choose in Japan. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like I'm sure there there must be independent cinemas like that exist yeah. in in the country of Japan. I yeah, absolutely. C- can't find a lot of them. Uh, uh waseda university is very famous for their um they have us like a small theater are, that'll do indie films and um, okay so second run so in indie films and second run theaters yes i found those but there are no like mm. um, oh like independently owned first run theaters that i can find i they must you, exist like i don't i'm not saying there are none but i didn't find any and I don't know where to find them. <laughs> Probably like, I don't know, maybe if you're in like Osaka or um, Hokkaido, maybe 
Somewhere like it, you have to get outside of the grip of Tokyo, I would say. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, there. This is my new my new uh, like quest. Obsession. I I want to I want to find one because uh yeah, it's like a monop. Well, it's like a trip tripopoly. Tripopoly, yeah, because it's like Toho, Toho um, Movix, Movix, yeah, or the Aeon Group. Right. Those are the three ones you can choose, and the first thing you have to do when going to see a movie in japan is uh empty your bank account because <laughs> it's, it's expensive right it's stupid expensive it's yep. twenty dollars to see a movie yeah. and well that's not true it's 1900 yen so it's like i don't know 17 it's still it's still a lot it's, like, a, it's a lot of money yeah it's like ridiculous there's you can go on um toho's like founders day <laughs> right or on the every wednesday or something yeah and it's, a, it's slightly cheaper yeah it, it's I like 1200 yen so that's like reasonable <laughs> it's like going to a i don't know it's like going to at a prime time regal cinema or yeah whatever. but yeah it's still annoying so that's that i didn't think that the snacks situation was more expensive than america i thought it was actually pretty mm -hmm. good mm-hmm um something i noticed well i'm getting ahead of myself first so first of yeah. all the first thing you have to do you know empty your bank account because it's gonna yeah. be an event it's like you're going <laughs> to disneyland essentially um then when you get to the theater and this is something that i knew conceptually was a thing but i didn't really get it until seeing it uh that uh like for example our book of red cross story when you go yeah. to the theater and there's like a premiere of something or like a new thing there mm -hmm. is a like goods section like a pop-up yeah. goods section that goes mm -hmm. with the movie so something that i didn't really fully get wh when thinking about the book of red cross situation yeah i just kind of assumed that they give it to you as mm -hmm. a as a free thing when you see the movie uh like here you go here's a you know because like when i saw modern yeah. theaters in america they just give you a poster when you go yeah. there so i thought it was like that but no it's like a full-on like gift shop yep. that rolls up uh, and there's a bunch of ava stuff that you can buy that only goes with the movie for this mm -hmm. like going to see it live thing uh so that was awesome like i don't know how to describe like i, I just yeah like, if the tickets it all weren't clicked, expensive enough it clicked for me yeah i was like oh it's mm -hmm. like this this is how people get this like cool stuff yeah <laughs> it's like you have to so, buy it though but it's this is how it, mm -hmm. it it's you get it okay yeah and there's this there's this concept that they still have in japan that we don't we don't see a lot here in the states anymore um the the last example of it that i can think of was quentin tarantino's the hateful eight um when he did what was called a roadshow release where um he toured it around the country to 70 millimeter theaters like mm -hmm. portland's the hollywood um, and like present it in a special way japan still kind of does that where you'll see like you'll see out front of theaters like some movies will be labeled like roadshow um which is kind of a reference to oh this is now it's reached our theater it's been traveling around it's now here um, and so it, it sounds like to me that Eva was getting that treatment where it's like, oh, okay, 
we got the Eva. We we roll out the gift shop. Um, I remember encountering that a lot uh, for different movies. Yeah, it seems like each theater. Well, I don't know. I've only been so. This is also to note my very first experience at a Japanese theater. I nice. had never been to a theater, and I just soaked it all in. Like this is an experience to have. Uh, so, uh, I noticed that this theater, and probably it's all all of them are set up like this. The gift shop sort of space seems like a uh, blank area that they put different stuff in. Mm -hmm. It's like semi-permanent. The the permanent infrastructure is like a cash register and some shelves, but they like do it up for whatever movie they're trying to promote at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that that was cool. And we bought some stuff uh, like the equivalent, I guess, of the Book of Red Cross for this. It's like the the guide book (laughs) that comes with the movie. Uh, They had like some cool stuff. They have like these... I, you can still buy them online and I, we still might but they are legitimate shoji screens with oh, like yeah? Ava silhouettes on them that's amazing that, that you're supposed to like put on your legit home shoji screen door for your tatami room <laughs> like full size big ol like paper screens that you like I mean put on how can you not I know it was a little <laughs> bit expensive well, we didn't buy any at the time, but we're like, maybe we should buy them now while we while they're available and put them up <laughs> in our new house. Like, yeah, yeah, we should. I mean, we should do badass. that. There's no reason not to do that except for hesitation. Yeah, uh, you only live once, man. Yeah, so probably yeah, probably gonna do that. I've already bought all the other Ava stuff, like <laughs> coins. <laughs> we have two sets of coins nice. that uh, are legit coins, but they're you know Ava coins. Uh, uh, like li- literally minted for this purpose Man. um japan loves eva they do it's essentially the dark mickey mouse of japan <laughs> which i would have argued was doraemon and probably actually is raimon but it's the second close it's close second yeah um anyway so went to the gift shop thing was like this is cool mm-hmm. and then something also noticed there aren't ticket uh i haven't been to a movie in america also in a a long time yeah and and the movies i have i have gone to movies but not at like a real cinema so mm-hmm. i don't know what the big theaters do but in japan you reserve your seat mm-hmm. online you can do you can go without reserving a seat but you do that and then you go yeah. to like the ticket kiosk like an airline mm-hmm. and you print out your ticket from a little booth and there isn't yeah. like a ticket box office, mm-hmm. per se, with a person behind a, you know, a plexiglass screen and a microphone talking to you. You just do it all on a kiosk, which I was yeah. like, all right, that's a little bit different. It, yeah, we're we're starting to move that way, um, and a, and a lot of Regals will have like, it's funny, um, the the Regal theater that we would frequent, um, occasionally would just have like a super long line out front, and we knew that there was just a kiosk that you could buy tickets at right inside the door so we would just like skirt around the big line and walk in and do it but yeah that's um i mean i haven't lived in japan for five years at this point uh, but that's how we were doing it back then too um you go up to the kiosk and get your ticket yeah which i mean it's fine for a normal movie that's better but i really Mm -hmm. wanted a legit ticket oh 
yeah. for this movie. Like, I wanted to go up and say, like, two, please, for the <laughs> for the Ava showing, for the matinee. Wonegaishimasu. But no, <laughs> couldn't do that. I was a little sad. So I did, I did have the, I do have the ticket stub, but it's, like, printed on the shitty receipt paper from the, from the ticket machine. So wasn't as, it's not as cool uh I, I mean i'm not gonna get rid of it or anything but it, i wanted it on like legit ticket stub paper uh anyway so i feel, I feel that i feel that really <laughs> yeah so then the next thing you can do is buy snacks and the snack situation in japan Amer- america needs to get it together because <laughs> okay let, um, let me in on the deets uh the 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 most striking thing I immediately my eyes were drawn to uh, as a filthy American is that you can get a bucket of chicken nuggets <laughs> instead of a bucket of popcorn. It's a bucket of chicken nuggets. But it's not like karage. It's like like American style chicken nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you went with? <laughs> no, I, I actually didn't eat because okay. we went we uh, we had lunch right before that. Oh, okay. Be- because uh, as an aside story, all of the well before uh, to coincide with the Ava release, uh, a few restaurants are doing this like tie-in promotion. Nice. Um, and I assume all these restaurants are owned by the same parent company. Why they're doing this? But it's like Yoshinoya and Coco's, not the curry one, but the family restaurant one, and some other restaurants are doing this Ava tie-in. So they have a bunch of Ava food theme menus. And there was a Coco's like on the way, so we went there. So we were nice. very full. I love Coco's. Eh. You're not a big fan? It's a nice eh. family restaurant. There was it, one there's one in um where I studied abroad and we would go there occasionally. It's fine. Like it's not terrible. But I've noticed I cannot tell the difference between any of the family restaurants there like at all. I don't know how to rank them. I just they the food is exactly the same in my opinion. I think. I mean, can you can you tell the difference? Um, I mean, I remember Coco's had really good curry. Um, I can't remember the name of the one we would go to one in Kawagoi City. It might have no. I think it was a chain. I don't think it was a Coco's though. They had really good like doria um the like 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 doria curry no it was like like the like gratin like gratin there we go um i can't think of it um and like there is one that i love that would do a really good hamburg steak was it denny's (laughs) it might have been denny's (laughs) (laughs) That's also not a joke. Yeah. There is Denny's in Japan for those of you. Yeah, there know. is Denny's in Japan. It wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like a good family restaurant. I don't know, man. I just can't get into it. It's like, <laughs> it's like going to Denny's in America. It's like yeah. But when I go to a family I mean, restaurant, I want, I want like a chicken fried steak and hash mm-hmm. browns, and so right. I, so I'm sitting in there and it like feels like a Denny's, but I can't get any of that stuff. So I'm just like, ah, this is what I want. Uh, but anyway. Yeah. So you went to a 
you went to a Coco's because it had it was doing an Eva meal and you could eat it before the movie. Right. So so I was too God, cool. I'm so jealous right now. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Uh, I didn't I didn't actually want hamburg steak. I wasn't <laughs> feeling it, and there I should have just done it anyway, even though I didn't want to eat it because their special hamburg steak had the lanch of Longinus like stabbed into it, <laughs> and I I didn't get it. I should have. I just didn't. Aww. We got the Oscar parfait, or Tower did. I didn't. I had a couple tastes of it. <laughs> nice. I, I we went there specifically because it was Ava themed, but I I really wasn't feeling their Ava <laughs> dishes. Like they just yeah. didn't seem good, and I'm like, uh, I don't want to eat this. And you're like, bring me the saba, some rice, and some yeah. miso. <laughs> I do love that. There's like all this like westernized food, and then in the back, like if what I assume is for old people. <laughs> there's like yeah. the like the basic food that i'm just yeah. like yeah if you bring your grandpa to the family restaurant he just wants saba and rice <laughs> uh yeah but we did get that's one of the awesome. items so that's fine uh it, and so and you get a clear folder if you order one of those Ooh, things I, I love a good clear folder i have like a whole collection of them yeah me too because the ones at the Seven Eleven promotion where you do the little drawing to get yeah to, to hopefully get the decorative plate or the the glass uh most of them are clear folders so you know we got a lot of those too um so anyway ate there went to the theater i explained about the theater in the beginning and then um so we were standing in line for our snacks and i was just looking at the menu and there's some cool stuff there's like hot dogs that look really good like different hot dog types you could get there was the bucket of chicken nuggets which i i really wanted but I was too full. I couldn't do it. Uh, and then next to the bucket of chicken. Through. Yeah. Next to the chicken nuggets was a bucket of French fries. I was just like, this is awesome. Oh, like, damn. like why, like why doesn't America do this? This is like the most American looking thing I've ever seen. Well, I, I will say that, uh, Dana, my wife would absolutely agree with you that French, that a giant thing of French fries is the ideal movie food. Um, you know, there's a, a chain of, of um, movie theaters in, I want, I'm just going to say America because I think it's a national company called Cinnabar. Um, and one of the things they have is just a big old plate of fries that you can order um, and better than popcorn in most cases. Yeah. I mean, popcorn's good, but I don't actually ever crave it or want to eat it. If it's right in front of me, I'll have some, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I never I ever buy it at the, the theater uh so then so there's that the drink prices were like pretty reasonable how much is it for like i don't know the smallest drink at a regal cinema oh boy howdy i have no idea i want to say ten. i have not yeah pretty expensive and they're large they're super big um yeah i I always thought it was funny in america where the the drink size is like the smallest one is big and the biggest size is really huge but they like trick your psyche into getting the biggest one because mm-hmm. the smallest ones smallest one's like ten dollars and then the medium is like ten twenty five and the large is like ten seventy five. So you're like for only yeah. a few pennies more, you know, you get the biggest one. So we'll, might as well get, you know, two liters of liquid while you <laughs> sit there a movie. Yeah. I can't think of anything better than drinking a copious amount of liquid during a long movie. Right. And Ava clocks in at like almost three hours, so I Holy like, crap! Oh, that's so nice to hear. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it's really long and just it's so good. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So sorry. Uh, they, 
this would have been uh, a fun novel thing to say next if this was like 2010 but i'm pretty sure regal cinemas all do this now but you can get beer at the japanese theater mm. mm-hmm. and it's actually a little bit worse because you can only get like kirin Ugh. which nothing against kirin although it's, it's on it's, theme yeah it's no. fine no, no ebisu. Um, we need ebisu yeah ebisu but uh so nothing against this like kind of beer it's, it's fine but uh like at regal cinema you get craft beer which is obviously pretty good yeah uh so i got a beer and they have some soda Calvary got soda uh they did have popcorn available basically the the main takeaway i want to i want everyone to to know is uh in japanese theaters you can get a bucket of chicken nuggets okay (laughs) if if you take one thing away from this episode it's that if you ever go to japan and see a movie you can get a bucket of chicken nuggets everything was under a thousand yen for like the prices so good yeah i was like this is reasonable i thought it for as, as expensive as the movie ticket is i thought everything would also be expensive but it wasn't comparatively it was a little bit like the beer was like 800 yen so like this isn't really worth it but it wasn't 15 (laughs) dollars like it would be other (laughs) yeah yeah everywhere else so you know that's great which also i think in general is the way it is i I, at baseball games it's the same like beer is not Mm -hmm. expensive and at american baseball games it's stupid expensive so right I guess the concessions is not where they get their their money. They want to make money on the tickets, but whatever. So we did that. Get in line to actually be let into the theater. And something that's interesting is I don't see a way you can sneak into a different movie in Japan because the like part in the the part where the movies are. You know, you give your ticket to the the usher and they tear it, and mm-hmm. you know you go in. Once you're inside that part, it's like there's like sentries posted all around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you kind of like go to your theater. And if you look lost, they'll come up to you and be like, where do you need to go? It's over there. Mm-hmm. I it, I don't think it's possible to like sneak in to somewhere it else. It probably is not. I mean, someone would probably say that, you know, it probably doesn't happen or like someone wouldn't even have the impulse. Probably. But, that's um, true. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I remember that too, where there was just like people everywhere. Um, yeah. Yeah. So in, in stark contrast, I thought that was interesting. I was like, Whoa, there's no freedom back here. Like in, in the American one, (laughs) as soon as they tear your ticket, you're like off on your own and you never see another employee again. (laughs) Yeah. But no, it wasn't the case here. Um, you're, you're directed right to your, your spot. We almost saw the movie in 4d dave is available in 4d yeah which which only means that they rumble your seat and spray mist at you (laughs) parts so it's a big thing in japan it's not really i mean occasionally you'll get something here and there are 4d theaters in the united states but um even when i was in japan like 4d was a big thing yeah it looked pretty cool but it's just expensive and i right wanted to pay attention to ava so Mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. So, so that's that uh so anyway we w- went to our but we could see that it probably was quite the experience because you're not allowed to have jackets or loose hanging things if you go into the 4d <laughs> theater and so outside the 4d theater there was like a coat check kind of a system happening and i was and like oh, some lockers funny. and i was like oh shit 
it's legit here. Um, so went to the theater. The theater itself, pretty much what you'd expect from any mm-hmm. any theater circa 2012 in America. Yeah, <laughs> like right. it has it has stair step seating, so modern, mm-hmm. but the chairs are definitely built for not an American body. Little mm-hmm. little tight. They don't mm-hmm. recline or rock in any way. No. So that's annoying. Um, but other than that, pretty pretty standard, like just standard theater. Not you wouldn't even know you're in Japan, like basically. Yeah. Uh, one thing I thought was really cool that I've never seen in American theater was, uh, this like. Mm, this like to go, tray, that's. Oh, that like slots in, right? Yeah, yeah. One corner of it is like a peg that goes into the Mm -hmm, drink holder mm -hmm. and holds all your stuff, like a desk. And I was like, "Yeah, oh, that's awesome! Like, we should have that in America." Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen it at a at a chain theater, but um, theaters like the Living Room Theater in Portland do that because they like have like a full kitchen that serves food, so they'll bring it out to you on a tray like that. Oh, I didn't know it goes into the into the cup holder. That's it's ingenious. Yeah. I, it's ingenious, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically, uh, other than that, differences I could spot where not very much. The preview system is different in, in Japanese theaters. It's not as cool. Mm. <laughs> There's a lot of American movies being previewed. They looked really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a lot of good stuff is getting released right now. It's it's the it's the the B series is what's being made yeah. available. Right. Uh, yeah, there was like, <laughs> there was a trailer for Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, no, <laughs> I don't want to see this. <laughs> it looks so stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's, before the preview start, they have like, a, I think this is exactly the same as Regal Cinema, like some interviews with celebrities and. Yeah. But they're all American. Their version so, of the 20. Yeah, American. Uh, actors like speaking english like just like konnichiwa japan please see my movie yeah. <laughs> it's like okay um yeah otherwise pretty standard there's like a really elaborate don't pirate this movie advertisement that i remember uh, oh was it like the the folks dancing with the, the camera heads yeah the camera heads and there's wait, wait, yeah. they weren't dancing with them there was like sirens and like police trying to yeah, catch yeah, him yeah. and he's running around uh so that was yeah that happened um <laughs> otherwise exactly the same as american movies experience nice and that brings us up to the point where you got to see the conclusion question mark of neon genesis evangelion yes um now this is where spoiler-ish things will start so uh yeah. if you don't want to be spoiled i'm, I'm gonna i as much as Kenny wants me to tell him the spoilers, <laughs> I told me I don't want to because I think it would be a disservice uh. to you. Uh, so I won't do it because you you really got to watch it and just like get it absorbed by yourself. So this I'm not is torture. I know it's. I'm sorry. <laughs> you told uh, me you were gonna. You told me you were gonna debrief me on the movie, and now you're taking it away. I'm gonna tell you some of the the points, but I, I won't get too specific. And also, uh. I don't know if you know this, but it, the movie's all in Japanese and has no subtitles. So uh, <laughs> I myself can't even divulge you the finer fine points. 
<laughs> because I don't know them. <laughs> so I I have like a series of questions then. Um, we'll start on some like non-spoiler topics uh, and then we might get more deeper into the plot as things go. Okay. Um, but yeah, fair warning to listeners. Um, we may spoil key points from the original series. Uh, we may spoil key points from the rebuild movies. Um, if you haven't seen Evangelion, uh, we'll highly encourage you to watch it. Um, I, I don't necessarily think spoilers for Eva ruin it. Uh, there are some key things that I think you should experience f- for the first time without knowing what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, if you, if you don't mind spoilers, keep listening. Um, and like Laban said, we don't plan on ruining the plot of Evangelion 3.1 plus 1.0. Um, but you might, you might catch hints that will suggest what's going to happen. Right. Yeah, so I, I like this uh, this format where you ask me questions rather than I just explain yeah. what I saw because perfect that's better in this context. <laughs> okay, so one thing I'm really curious about is um, how how would you, on a scale of like one to ten, grade the animation? Because they've been spending a lot of they, this movie's been in the works for like a decade. Yeah, it's on a scale of one to ten. Yeah. Oh, that's hard. Uh, eight or nine. Wow. Okay. It's really good. Like super good. Does it? Is it comparable to the previous movies, or is it noticeably better? Uh, uh do you mean in still terms of animation, or? Yeah, in in terms of animation. I feel like it's basically the same as three Okay. That's good because it's consistent then. Yeah, I know. It, it definitely looks, if you watch them all side by side, you won't even be able to tell there's a, you know, 100 year gap in between each movie. So gotcha. it's, it's, it's very consistent. Okay. And then, um, you know, one of the things that I don't know, I think Eva's become known for is like the, it's music. How is the music in this movie? Very good. <laughs> uh, it's, Really good. Oh, uh, Kauri actually bought the vinyl release of the oh. um, Utada's like release. One of, last kiss or whatever. Yeah, it's got it's got the two movie songs and the bunch of remixes of the movie songs. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm so jealous. It's cool. It has I there's a big there's a big LP sleeve of Ray looking right at me. And oh well, you don't you don't need that. You can just send that my way. <laughs> you hate Ray. If you want it, we should buy it for you. And oh, if you want it, how about this? We do make an exchange because the one, mm. uh, the only one available in the Jap- Japan market is Ray, and the one coming out mm-hmm. in America is the one is the Oscar one. So oh yeah, we could do a swap. So I can't That's even totally buy reasonable. it. <laughs> like I have to get it from imported. Yeah, I could do that. I need to pick up the Promare one anyway. So yeah, perfect. Uh, but yeah, the music's very good, um, very tastefully done. There's like mm-hmm. really good insert music. Uh, it's 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 good there i don't know what else to say did like, it, it's good did it like because like for me one of the things that eva's music always does is like really pulls at like my nostalgia it's just like oh this is like i i can name these tracks um did you get that sense listening like watch while you're watching the movie you're like oh this is like the this is the back it was like the waiting for or like the new episode music or the uh oh this is like beast one <laughs> like that type of thing or no. Crystalline Night or something like that. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think maybe all the music is original this time. Oh, wow. Maybe. 
it's uh i think so i don't remember there being any like call okay there's so many callbacks and homages to things but there yeah. isn't no i don't think there's very much music from the other shows interesting okay that's cool yeah, um, actually, your question is making me really think about it now, and I, I really don't think <laughs> there is. You're gonna have to go see it again. Yeah, I really want to. Um, okay, so one of the things that really stands out in End of Evangelion mm-hmm. is the action sequences, because Gainax finally had um, a huge budget, and they could spend some time giving some characters specifically Asuka a moment to shine and like really really demonstrate what the Eva is is capable of how is the action in uh this movie <clears throat> there so I assume you've watched like the first 12 minute thing that's... yeah um so for folks to know um Studio Kara who makes the Evangelion rebuild movies um released at japan expo in paris like the first 12 minutes of the movie the first 10 to 12 minutes of the movie or a 10 to 12 minute sequence from the movie um incidentally set in paris so um yes i I have seen that action sequence that involves i think mari kind of going nuts shooting stuff yeah yeah there's some and and that sequence is like heavily cg Mm -hmm. and unfortunately there is some like I guess back to the animation point, uh, one caveat, there is some like wonky CG in it mm. okay. and, and it, de- well, it doesn't get worse than that opening sequence CG, which I thought, <laughs> yeah, if you like that, then you'll have no problems. I just thought mm-hmm. it was like a little bit too contrasting to the 2d backgrounds mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as I don't know why people choose to do this in their shows. Like it just looks weird and I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, but Hey, <clears throat> But Studio Car doing CG keeps our buddy Hiroyasu Kobayashi employed. So uh That's true. Put up with it. <laughs> but the CG itself isn't the problem. They just make it like the yeah. the shader looks all weird. I they should do it in right. like a two D rendered way that looks mm-hmm. good. But anyway, I digress. Um yeah. there's one there's one specific point in the movie where they do really bad CG, mm. but it's for a reason and it's really cool. So okay. I, don't, I don't want to spoil it, but it's it's good. Um, <clears throat> Interesting. Uh, but are there like because I mean, kind of by th- by the end of three there there aren't really a lot of angels attacking anymore. So are there is there an opposition force that needs to be confronted with Avas yes. in yeah. this movie? There are. Uh, so there in general, yes. There's a lot of really cool action se- sequences. I okay because of the cg in my personal just like personal opinion it's not as cool mm-hmm. as end of eva because right. it's not 2d hand-drawn but mm-hmm. it is chore- choreog- choreographed well and mm-hmm. you'll be satisfied like i was just like oh cool oh badass like when i'm watching it so it's <laughs> it's it's fine yeah <laughs> it, it is cool okay so then kind of a, a related question at any point during this movie does a line of tanks pivot their barrels in the same direction no i don't, oh, think, I don't think there's a single tank just, in the that entire... takes it down a whole star <laughs> it's not an it's not an evangelion movie if there's not a line of tanks that 
all go in one direction at the same time. I mean, even Shin Godzilla has that sequence. Yeah. So something. Uh, it's way more like 3.0 than mm-hmm. the rest of Ava. Okay. So there, unfortunately, aren't many times, or maybe any. This, I hope this is not like a spoiler. It's probably not. It's just like a expectation spoiler. There aren't any mm-hmm. times when you get that sort of like in Shin Godzilla or Ava, mm-hmm. where there's like the I don't know, like the sense like the the bad thing is coming and we're all mm. humans preparing for it. Gotcha. Not really anything mm-hmm. like that unfortunately so it's almost like how's the pace of the movie because that that suggests to me that like this movie just goes it, and there's no real rest no there is it. rest there uh, the, the pacing okay the pacing is really good i didn't find anything wrong with pacing actually mm-hmm. i was surprised that the movie ended when it did i was thought more would happen even though it was mm-hmm. almost three okay. hours long so it was it was good good pacing um like really strong just like narrative structure in general there are mm-hmm. no there are there's a long sequence when there's kind of a lull and no action happening whatsoever okay um but then there's like heavy action parts as well uh, so Interesting. but there's it's just like we're in the final part so if you imagine in end of eva aside from the mm-hmm. very beginning of end of eva where you still get that like kind of glimpse of the original premise of the show where you're like, yeah, angels are attacking and the, the drums start playing and they're like yeah. rolling out the plans of what they're going to do. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. this kind of sequence, like same as Shin Godzilla where they're like, all right, here's the maps and the plans and the, the sequence and it's all going to go down there. Mm-hmm. There wasn't, there's nothing like that in, in this one. It's just kind of like okay. direct narrative. Like this happens and then this happens and then this happens. And there wasn't, a lot of points where it was like that classic oh no <laughs> like i'm gonna show the heavy technical side of preparing an operation mm, that, gotcha that didn't happen I was okay a little i bit see what you're saying but it doesn't yeah. matter because the rest of the story is good so you, you'll be entertained the whole time okay that is a that that's an interesting thing and like i feel like 3.0 starts to get a little um abstract in its storytelling yeah because it's like at that point in the story there's been a lot of casualty and there's not a lot of people left on earth so there's just you know you have like the 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 children the pilots that are kind of like left to their own devices while the adult the few remaining adults are kind of battling it out um so is it similar to that because like where we leave off with 3.0 um, I feel like the last shot is, is kind of like the pilots is kind of walking through a, a kind of barren landscape. Yeah. Um, does it pick up where that, where that leaves off? Yep. Basically directly after that. Okay. Well, that's good at least. Cause like the transition between 2.0 and 3.0 is rough. Yeah. The... You, you don't find out what happened until like a third or halfway through. I, from my memory, all most of the first half of the sh- of the movie is 
almost no action aside from that you know the beginning scene that you already saw that is the actual mm-hmm. first scene in the movie so there is action there oh, okay but then but then right after that you go to uh, there's a, there's like a title uh, opening title scene mm-hmm. which is like a montage of um asuka and shinji and mari walking through the barren wasteland interesting and then it picks up with like their story and what they did okay. directly after that so then, wait, I'm trying to think, like, did you have any idea where the plot was going to go before you went into it? No and, like, idea. How did that, yeah, because, like, I feel like the way that 3.0 leaves it is just kind of like, where do we go from here? Um, so what, did it at least, did it feel satisfying as, like, a conclusion? Oh, yeah, I would say. First of all, I would say it's the best movie of the of the four. Wow, like hands down. It better than two. Better than two. Wow. Okay. Two is good. Yeah. It's on the it's on the I'm same just, it's on the same tier level as two, but just a little bit better. That's I mean I, that's just really good to hear. <laughs> like I was so worried about this movie. Um, no, it's great. It I, all my uh, expectations were totally met. I'm I'm happy. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, did, like, how much of it, like, playing out were you like, oh, okay, I can, I see this, or how much of it was like, whoa, holy crap, I can't believe they went this way? Mm. Actually, yeah, I don't think I was very surprised. Okay. <laughs> At all. <laughs> A little bit, like a little bit, like mild surprise where I'm like, oh, they did that. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. what's going to happen. Because there are some things where I'm like, I hope this happens. And then it was handled in a different way where I was like, oh, okay. But there was no like jaw dropping moments where it's just like, I was actually God the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing like wacky where I'm just like, oh, shit. Um. There were, I don't know how to like really put this into words, but I, I'm not surprised, but I was mm-hmm. in awe some of the time. Mm. Of like how they did it. Yeah. Like just like or the that they did it. Pure Marvel on the screen was just like, holy shit. Like what is even happening? But okay. But like, I'm not surprised where I'm just like, like a big reveal or just like a shock. It's just more mm-hmm. like a, this is like a technical marvel and and really hardcore and so much stuff is happening and i'm like processing like what's going on so maybe i'm a little more surprised than i thought because i had to like really process Mm -hmm. what's going on and i also had to like super pay attention because i wanted to Mm -hmm. decipher Mm -hmm. as much dialogue as possible absolutely how did that how did you feel watching it as like just kind of pure japanese no subtitles yeah at the first part it's pretty um, it's not a lot happens it's a mm-hmm. lot of like day to day they they do like the the narrative story is cool cuz like the first part of it there's this huge like lull before the last half which is like all wild like like end of Ava level wild and then the first okay. part is like they're waiting basically for like the the wonder ship to pick them up 
mm-hmm. for like several weeks. So they're just kind of oh, chilling. And so for like the first half of the movie, actually, I was like pretty confident in deciphering what's going on and what people are saying and what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets toward like some exposition dumps at the end where you're just like, what? <laughs> I had to yeah. ask Howie like, what, what was, what was Gendo saying at this part? Like what was happening here? Like, and most of the time she's just like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I read a, pl- a plot summary of it afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. Like on Ava Geeks, they wrote, wrote it down. And I was, I was like super happy with myself because uh, nice. there was only a couple of parts from like, oh, that's what happened. But most of the time I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, 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 this checks out. This is what I, what I watched. <laughs> and so nice. I seem to have understood exactly what was going on. But the parts that like the Wikipedia type plot summaries leave out are the actual informational points of what characters were saying. So it's just like mm-hmm. I wanted to know what Gendo said in this part, and you know, right. the the Wikipedia plot summary just says, and at this part, Gendo says some exposition, and then the next part, I'm just like, yeah, I know, but I want to know what he said. <laughs> what was the exposition? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Um, uh, you know, maybe I should find the it, so. maybe I should find the Wikipedia in Japanese and then like put it through google translate maybe that's more Hmm. detail oriented it could be yeah um although i imagine that studio cars might be watching it and and making sure that it's not spoiler heavy really do you think they would do it wouldn't surprise me um they're pretty controlling over their properties um so man okay who who was your favorite character uh in the movie who stood out for you? Man, that's a really hard question. Uh, in this movie, and I don't say this lightly, Shinji is a good character. Nice. That's like, awesome. Like full-on redemption arc. <laughs> That's awesome. So that's really cool to hear. That makes me want to see this movie so bad. It's this movie is basically end of Ava if things went much differently. <laughs> mm. Uh that's that's it. Like it's it's the same it's like this the same I don't know, conclusionary mechanism mm-hmm. as end of Ava. Yeah. Where like well, only one thing can happen now and then it does mm-hmm. and then 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 the event happens and then i really don't want to spoil anything but no i understand but maybe okay maybe what we need to do then is discuss a a pretty popular theory about the rebuild movies we're going to get into spoiler territories for the entire rebuild series uh, so just heads up people buckle up um there's a lot of suggestion in 1.0 and 2.0 that the original series has happened and what we're being what we're seeing in the rebuilds is a loop of those events 
Mm-hmm. Um, for example, in the end of Evangelion, there's a moment where um, the the giant angel form of Ray has its neck severed and sprays blood across the moon, and that blood is present in in scenes set on the moon in the rebuild series. Right. Um, the you know there's certain things like the Lance of Longinus is on the moon, um, and has to be retrieved, um, which is it's kind of chucked there um, during the series, um, and so there's just these these suggestions in the rebuild that the events maybe Shinji reset the world, um, you know, in his final decision, um to kind of reject being coming uniform with everything in the the sea of life and and he kind of rejects that notion and wants to be an individual you know oscar makes a very similar decision that's how they end up on the beach and the end of evangelion and so um i i i ascribe to this this theory too because i think it makes a lot of sense and i i think it um plays into what we're being presented with um in 3.1 plus 1.0 which is kind of like the final is it the final or is it a repeat um so how does this movie give any conclusive evidence for that theory um yes (laughs) (laughs) it uh, okay it like does address this yes Mm-hmm. Whether or not it's conclusive may just be because of my language skills, but it didn't mm-hmm. seem to be like spelled out for you directly. Okay. But kind of it did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, it wasn't just like, you know, a character is sitting next to the Magi being like, the data says it's all a loop. It's not that yeah. good at it. It's <laughs> it's uh it's not like that. It's yeah. There's some parts that get revealed where you're like, okay, yeah, I think it's a loop, but mm-hmm. um, that's pretty much all I can tell you. <laughs> gotcha. And I I guess this allows us to kind of discuss the the actual title of the movie, um, you know, Evangelion. Gekijoban repeat or fin- finale final um because all of, all of the rebuild movies are called Gekijoban which means movie version mm-hmm. so it's Evangelion movie version and then they all have these kind of like colon Some, characters something yeah um and for this last movie it's official title in Japanese is it's either um, a, like a hard stop in, in musical um, notation or it's actually a repeat symbol mm-hmm. um, which means you, like you loop the tune um, it's weird that I'm giving that explanation being <laughs> the musically illiterate one of us <laughs> and you're just you're just nodding on the other end being like yep, yep. yes yes Kenny let's <laughs> pretend you know what you're talking yeah, about it's all, it checks out um, so these are all facts yeah and so i'm i'm really looking forward to see it because i like um 
a, a, an aspect of, of, of Evangelion, the original TV series, is that every episode would have um, two title cards. You'd have the Japanese title card and the English title card. And those were done by Gainax. They were, you know, probably written by Hideaki Anno himself. Um, and, you know, he's always had some um, level of control on the English adaptation of things. Um, not necessarily the dub, um, but in terms of like English lyrics for songs in the end of Evangelion, he had a hand in or the um, like the English lyrics for um, Comes Sister Todd, Come Sweet Death, a uh, very famous song in the end of Evangelion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, you know, I think it means a lot when he when he puts something intentionally ambiguous into a a, a title. Yeah. Um, the frustrating thing is that uh, Ano and his kind of generation of folks, and then also those he inspired, like Studio Trigger, um, are in- intentionally vague and tight-lipped about the intended meaning of their work. <laughs> um, so I don't think we'll ever get Ano being like, yeah, it's a loop. Um, but right. he just gives us enough that we have to think about it. Yeah. There. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's. I feel like it's more. It's. In, in the gradient of things, it is more explicitly stated than not. Mm-hmm. But the ambiguity is still present, if that makes sense. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, I really need to see it subtitled to fully, fully know, though. So mm-hmm. I could be way off. I could be like, oh, yeah, no, at this part, <laughs> he literally says it. <laughs> and I might just be wrong. Uh, but yeah. uh, as far as I could gather, it's it seems like the loop theory is is on the right track. OK. Um, Could I... So I, I think what might be fun is I want to like theorize some events that I think might take place in this movie, and then you can give me a, a hot or cold okay. on whether or not I'm right. Yep. Um, and I just want to say I have not read a plot summary. Um, I I don't mind spoilers. Um, they don't really have an impact on me. Uh, this is not an invitation for people just to tweet spoilers at me because other people read them and that's kind of rude if you want to dm me spoilers have at it um, i don't know how you can do that i hate spoilers the most i have to go to movies I, without even watching a trailer i once dana and i once spent like a whole year avoiding spoilers for the movie gravity and then we were just haphazardly watching some late night talk show like like a year after it come out in the, the states but it, we're waiting for it to come out in japan and like the talk show host just like casually spoiled the entire movie um and <laughs> gravity and since then i'm just i'm just like is gravity it, like a it was spoiler ridden film but... just like oh yeah she makes it back doesn't die in space well i movie. mean the 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 thing with um one of the other stars in the movie is a little bit of a spoiler oh, okay. um but i digress so 
I'm going to ask, I'm going to, I'm going to theorize a bit about what I like thinking about this as the end of a series and thinking about how Anno presented some things in the end of Evangelion as like payoffs to the audience and then somewhat subverted them. Um, okay. So I feel like in this movie, Ray gets a personality. <laughs> Okay. And I should clarify what I should say is I really think Ray is going to stop being stop willingly being a doll in this movie. Mm-hmm. Is that hot or cold? That is hot. Cool. <laughs> I would agree that is hot. Um, <laughs> no, Ray's a child. Stop thinking that way. Um, well, Ray's not. I mean, she has to be, yeah. she has to be a child because she's like weeks old right (laughs) (laughs) um okay so i also feel like and and this is just a straight lift from end of evangelion but oscar and potentially mari because they're both really proficient pilots get an extended action sequence where they kill a lot of things um yes Oh, well, hot. <laughs> just straight up, yes. <laughs> hot? I'm going to assume hot. Um, uh, something I just remembered. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know how helpful this is, but um, I just remembered there there is one thing that was super surprising. <laughs> like a... <laughs> like a... I said that there wasn't any, like, uh, yeah. shocking things. There was one thing mm-hmm. that that was shocking, but I learned it later because I didn't understand at the time uh, while watching the movie. I because it was in dialogue, mm-hmm. and I I learned it later. But there is there is one surprising thing that happens. <laughs> hmm. But go on. Okay. Sorry, I digress. <laughs> um, Just want to throw that in there. Let's see. I feel like there's probably going to be some emotional confrontation between Misato and Ritsuko. Although, no, they're working together. Okay, maybe I would say between, like, Misato and um, Fuyutsuki. Like, some some clash between former employee and boss. That hot or cold? Um... warm plus <laughs> okay interesting <laughs> um and then based on the fact that you said shinji is like a good character in this i want to say that he punches gendo i have to this isn't me trying to think of how to not spoil it i have to actually think remember if he did that or not <laughs> um i I don't remember if he physically punches Gendo or not. Interesting. But but the sentiment that you're trying to get at is yeah. also warm plus. Oh, okay. I got to start thinking a little bit more outside the box because I'm, I'm finding these hitting too close to home. <laughs> um, um, are there any synchronized dance fights <laughs> gold unfortunately oh, okay damn um 
I really would I would love it if there was like a battle sequence involving the older angels, like the original angels. <laughs> is this your is this your, your question? <laughs> Just like it would be cool if uh this yeah. happened. Is uh, uh, am I on the right did track? Did that happen? <laughs> but like I, it'd be I, so awesome if she like Satchiel and Ramiel and mm, all those guys like they had to be fought in some like brutal sequence. Um cold. Okay. Um is there I almost feel like there has to be an, an evil set of mass produced Ava units. Um warm minus. Warmish. Okay. Okay. Um I hope there's some conversation between Shinji and his mom, Yui. Mm, conversation? Yeah. Some type of confrontation, discussion. Cold. Okay. That's a bummer. Com I love confrontation. Um, uh, cold plus. <laughs> I'll, cold plus. I'll give it back. I, I really, I, I hope Misato doesn't kiss Shinji in this one yeah well you, she doesn't so okay okay good <laughs> uh I'm trying to think of what else like what are my expectations watching this um based on 3.0 uh -huh. I feel like they're going to introduce some characters that are inconsequential but feel like they have a significant background like the whole flight crew <laughs> of the ship uh, uh yeah we don't get very much backstory into most of those guys, but yeah, they, they're pure. I would say they're like, uh, what, what, what do you think they are? Well, I, the, the, the flight crew, I've always said that they're pure, like database constructions um, in, in the, in the concept of like the uh, database animals, like this idea that there are tropes, that you can pick and choose from to assemble a character to be successful in an anime. Um, when when we first when we originally watched three I looked at everybody on the bridge of the ship that Masato is in command of, and I was just like, "Yeah, th these are like assembled tropes for this thing," and they they didn't need to introduce them because every like all the nerds watching would just be like, "Oh yeah, I understand the, this character based on how they look and are acting. Like I get this. This I know the components, and therefore I understand them." Yeah, they spend a little bit of time with a few of those characters, hmm. but actually, yeah, that's one disappointment. They didn't really fully talk about them enough uh, to hmm. redeem the amount of importance that they play in the story. <laughs> uh, like, they are important, but I'm not that invested in them, so it's kind of like, hmm. why are they here? I don't care. kind of hope that at some point a special a special operation force tries to take over nerve there's no like, no there oh that can't happen the world is wrecked it's all red yeah there's no people uh, um bummer uh let's see like there is no un 
I don't know what you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Like, I hope everybody's happy in the end. Um, yeah, that's all I want. That's, yeah, you're. It's that I would say that's hot. Okay. It's a very satisfying My, ending. That's good. That's really good to hear. Cause like, this has been like decades in the making yeah almost i really enjoy ano's meta message to the fans during this movie Hmm. that's my favorite part interesting (laughs) do you want to do you want to say what that is or do you want me to wait and find out um yeah i'm 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 thinking about whether or not it's impactful to your viewing experience knowing it beforehand or Mm -hmm. like gathering it from the story (laughs) yeah but it's probably fine basically basically what i interpret from this is it is almost like okay you fucking nerds (laughs) it's over now and you really need to focus on like bettering your life and stop pretending in a fantasy land interesting like it's done yeah like it's over i could see that (laughs) like he probably wants to assert at a certain level he probably wants release from it i mean you know he's now reached a point where i think he's actually like i don't want to suggest that anno doesn't love evangelion i think that it's it's a series that i would hope he sees the the value and the imp- the cultural impact it's had like on a global scale and understands that um it's a net good that he worked on it and, and went through the hardship of creating it mm-hmm. um but i also have to think he's been tied to evangelion for nearly 30 years uh and he has other creative outlets like he he likes making live action movies um you know, he he made Shin Godzilla, um, which kind of reinvigorated and gave him the energy to finish this last Eva movie. Um, and he's um, also directing Shin Ultraman. Yeah. Um, which I'm really looking forward to, especially after his performance with Shin Godzilla. Um, uh, I hope he I hope he's free now. I hope he can just go and do what he wants. Maybe make a cutie honey sequel. <laughs> like yeah I, I get the feeling that though, we'll go rest that, that he wasn't <laughs> this is like just my pure speculation but i get the feeling that like yeah. he didn't treat it as like a jail or that he was tied mm-hmm. down to ava mm-hmm. he just like was just this this whole thing this whole movie is just kind of like the freeing act mm. probably for himself Mm-hmm. and for us interesting like the like the final words like imparting is just like you're free now mm. like it doesn't you don't need to you need to like live <laughs> like just live live your life <laughs> that's like basically the, the point of the whole thing that's cool yeah uh, oh damn i am so jealous i'm also like super happy that you got to see it like it's like a good jealousy <laughs> it's like 
I know that I know there's no opportunity for me to see it right now, so I'm I'm happy that someone can see it and enjoy it. Uh, yeah, it's it's super interesting. Like I'm still processing like the fact that like, I get to see this movie in Japan, mm-hmm. living here. Like like what what what's even happening? How did I win the lottery? Yeah, well, I mean, it sounds like now you've you've done it. Now it's time to live your life. That's yeah. That's. <laughs> Like I guess I need to sell all my Ava paraphernalia, and and you know I don't know, <laughs> like get a job and <laughs> start a family Contribute. or something. <laughs> <laughs> now it's your turn to rebuild Japan. <laughs> yeah, I'll do my best. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 an experience. Like I'm, I'm so glad it turned out how it did. I don't have any problems mm. with it. You're going to love it. I'm telling you. I'm excited. D- I'm going to start checking, looking around, see how I can see it. It's available on German Netflix. So if worse comes to worse, I'll figure that out. What? <laughs> it's available on German Netflix. Tell me, yeah, I saw that. Tell me more about that. What? Apparently, it's streaming on Netflix Germany. The 3.0 plus 1.0? That's what, uh, I'm, that's what it says here on Anime News Network. It says internet streaming Netflix in Germany. Uh, could be wrong. Really? Like the theatrical film is on Netflix in Germany? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I I'd have to look into this. Don't don't quote me on well, it. Well, that's but... the case. I'm gonna watch it again and with my VPN. <laughs> there you go. Netflix is weird about VPNs, but I'm sure you can figure it out. I'll figure it out. <laughs> crack that code yeah the part I really I mean this is no consolation to you whatsoever but mm-hmm. in my mind it might be a slightly one that I am also in the uh, having to deal with the burden of not being able to discuss this movie at full length with you <laughs> yeah that's true I, I can only imagine like and it's it's funny because I gave you the clearance. I was like, you can you can spoil this movie for me, but I really am appreciating the fact that you're like, no, the, it's too good to do yeah, that. Yeah, if the movie was just like mediocre, I, I will just tell you. But yeah. I think you have to watch it. Like it's it's an experience. Okay. And it's some of the best like callback homage animation mm. things happen that it's just so good. You're just like, oh man. Interesting. Like this is some of it's just pure fan service in the non-sexual way uh, that's what they're known for yeah. i mean that's the it's like man they know what they're doing <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> what i took away from it nice yeah it's good I, i'm excited we'll have to track when it finally comes out and then when it does we'll do we'll do a full rebuild of annie bros <laughs> this I mean, maybe that's that's what this is. Annie Cousins is is the rebuild of Annie Bros. Is the rebuild? Yeah. Yeah, I nice. I really want you to watch it, and I want to watch it again. <laughs> <sighs> what can you do? I'm hoping there's like a three point oh plus three point or uh one point oh plus no what is it three point oh plus one point oh dot three 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 super Blu-ray good edition. Oh yeah. Yeah, like a three a three point three three plus one point one one. Yeah. 
It gets weird. Yeah, it does. I love that they just didn't want to call it four. Yeah, they, they couldn't do that. And they couldn't title it the same <laughs> as the rest of them. They're all like they this. Everything they could. The other ones are, yeah, Evangelion, new theatrical release. This one's like Sheen Evangelion. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, what the heck? Oh, you're right. Can you keep it in <laughs> consistent? No. I was like, fuck you. That's not how they do this. Go outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Go play catch with your dad. <laughs> yeah, that would have saved everything. <laughs> Shinji playing catch more with Gendo. Oh, it's so good. You got to watch it. <laughs> Fine, I'll buy a ticket. I'll be there next week. Nice. <laughs> Talk me into it. I'm I'm sad because I'm I'm sure that it's going to be like 2 years until it comes out in America. If if the release schedule mm, for the rest I of could them see... were, are to go by. Cuz they were all about 2 That's years later. Point. Is that true? Wow. But we are, I would hope not. We do live in the future, so maybe they're yeah. better at multi, like simul rights. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like they had plans. I feel like I remember seeing plans for it to be released here kind of concurrently. Um, but I don't know. They're just going to be like, for every minute we see the web rip or the, the cam rip <laughs> on, on these sites, for every minute it's delayed another year in America. <laughs> oh jesus never get it but i i don't know i actually don't know if maybe the the japanese dvd came out or mm. the blu-ray came out i keep saying dvd i'm an old person <laughs> yeah but the tape then yeah when a home video release came out the, <laughs> the i don't know if the japanese home media release came out before or after it was screened in american theaters mm. yeah i don't remember i don't remember either it's been a long time like the first one came out in like 2008 no the first one came out in like 2004 no not that old like, oh, like 2006 i want to say yeah let's see oh i like when i type in rebuild of Ava in google because i'm in japan it's just like these are the show times it's just like <laughs> Cool. Uh, two thousand seven, September two thousand seven. Yeah. In North America, two thousand nine. Jeez, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it should be faster than that. I really hope so. <laughs> well, that's all I got for you. Um, so we tantalize our our listeners with tales of things they can't have the final <laughs> the final evangelion yes and honestly i gotta say i hope this is it <laughs> yeah me too I, it needs to be over if, if this if yeah. they pull a star wars on this i'm gonna be very furious oh no no i think i think japan has more of a capacity to end things well i mean i i think that hold on <laughs> this little... they do they do okay the media may never come out again but that's not going to mm. stop uh, all these like promotions and uh, pachinko mm. machines sure. and all the nonsense and the you got to pay the bills, the corporate you know stuff. Which I mean <laughs> is arguably worse. Not maybe maybe not arguably worse. It's arguably the same in terms of like I don't know, like uh, co- compromising with your art. <laughs> yeah, 
I would say it's more honest if you're just gonna just license your thing. You don't need to produce new works. Like leave the originals alone and just let let yeah sure license it and let, sell your Gendo razors. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. I'm so I'm guilty of all of it. I have so much of the stuff. Yep. So whatever. Uh, oh, there was there was to, to to put an end cap on this. The last thing mm -hmm. I wanted the, the thing I want to do to finally to finally end my Ava experience is they ran a trailer in the uh, in the theater, not a trailer, but like a, a commercial, legitimate, just a commercial for mm -hmm. uh, a new roller coaster ride at Fuji Highland Q. That's oh, that's nice. a giant Ava themed VR roller coaster oh. ride <laughs> i want to go to this yeah me too as soon as i saw that i turned oh, to Kauri and she just laughed in my face and was just like yeah 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 we will go oh she has your number yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh damn that's awesome we could do a whole episode on that let me know when you go yeah come to japan and we will uh tackle the the ava ride uh oh it'd be amazing if it's anything like the first time i did ava vr It'll be the greatest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. Cool. Well, that's Ava. Um, probably listeners want to stop listening to us talk about this for two hours <laughs> uh, because they can't even see it. Please. So. They're just like, please make it stop. <laughs> uh, this is probably like the the fifth or sixth hour of evangelion discussion <laughs> it's been recorded for this podcast i mean you could have a whole college course about evangelion yeah you could so we're we're only scratching the surface it would take you longer than that to read every every sentence of prose on ava geeks so yeah they do the hard work cool well next time awesome. uh hopefully we'll talk about gundam again our yeah. giant robot arc is not completed. <laughs> no, it is not. We have a teaser for everybody. We're going to pick up where we left off and conclude the Universal Century timeline or reach the the current end of the <laughs> Universal Century timeline Yeah, there, with Gundam Unicorn. There was a really cool trailer for Hathaway's Flash on before before oh, yeah? Eva. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I know what that oh, is. damn. That's exciting. Yeah. It looked really good. I was, I was looking forward nice. to it. I definitely probably won't spend the money to go see that one in theaters, though. <laughs> but I could and go get that bucket of uh, of chicken nuggets this time. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I'm hungry now. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's actually lunchtime. <laughs> so, so I'm going to go. <laughs> okay. But before I go, uh, I'll remind our listeners once again to leave us a comment on our website at www.anniesbrospodcast.com. And, and you can find us on Twitter at Annie Bros Creative. Uh, you can also find us individually. I'm Kenny at Sakoku underscore Otaku. Yep, I'm Laven at Laven Voth on Twitter. I will interact with my fans, as as <laughs> evidenced by the, uh, if you look at my history and my most recent interaction <laughs> with one fan. Perfect. It's <laughs> all you need. That is true. One loyal fan. One loyal fan. Uh, yeah, so um, just gonna be sad until I can see Ava again, 
and <laughs> if someone releases subtitles to the uh the cam rip maybe i'll just read the subtitle file <laughs> well there you go that's actually that's a good idea uh i, I had this i had this idea that maybe would be uh, a nice money making opportunity is if i could somehow uh, this idea came to me because i want to go see kabuki and they mm -hmm. they have this little device you can carry that like you put a little earphone in your ear and it will simultranslate mm -hmm. the kabuki into english as you're yeah. watching mm -hmm. but then they discontinued mm -hmm. that and they instead oh no put each of the seats in the kabuki theater have like a, a screen in the back of the seat in front of you oh. and it does like live subtitles on the screen on the seat well that's kind of cool and i was like i wonder if i could market some kind of device to theaters or rent rent yeah. them out on my own they're like subtitled movies for foreigners in japanese theaters the service is definitely unique i will tell you that that device exists um i've seen it in american theaters um it's a, like a little accessibility option mm -hmm. um where instead of like because in the past they do like subtitled screenings but now they can give you this little device that you position appropriately in your eye line and it it essentially allows you to read subtitles with the movie there you go maybe like a google glass yeah. derivative yeah there you go huh all right well i'm gonna get to work on that and uh perfect <laughs> become a mogul in japan Ooh, yeah i'll be your chief marketing officer perfect let's get it done <laughs> better go get to work <laughs> yep fire up the soldering iron <laughs> All right, well, awesome. That was that's the end. Go home. Yep. Thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> Go do something with your life. Yeah, that's the takeaway. Go stop listening to us and you know, start a 401k. <laughs> or whatever it is. <laughs> I have that, a 401k. Or whatever it is that adults are supposed to be doing. Yeah. Go make plans to buy a house and then get sad about it. <laughs> I'm already doing that. But I'm not sad. I'm not actually <laughs> very happy. Can't wait to have my own yeah. castle. <laughs> oh, awesome. Right. I'll first stop. Same.